What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And it's Wednesdays, and this is the Facts Over Feelings live stream where we kick the facts. We don't care about your feelings in the building. Shout out to the Ten Toes Up game, and it's the evening live stream. Shout out to everybody on the East Coast and the West Coast up in here throwing up the W. We got the evening show today. It's a little bit more relaxed and calm. We chilling. Yes, we chilling. Let me go ahead and play it. Yeah, we chilling. Shout out to you guys, man. Oh, my God. Indeed, man. That's where we back in here. Appreciate y'all for being here. And ladies, you know how it works around here. You know how we doing it around here. Attention, all ladies. Indeed, man. Shout out to the 10 Toes Up gang women in the building. We appreciate you, man. A couple ladies been sending me, a couple of men ladies been sending me feed pictures on Snapchat recently. All right. Shout out to the feed picture uh, gang in the building. I appreciate those feet. And shout out to the women with the chubby feet. All right. You know what I mean? With them chubby ass sausage looking ass toes, little toes in this here. All right. If you, if you reach this dream by accident and you're just discovering who I am, I'm the Bruce Wayne of this ish. I'm the king of content, the speaker of truth, one and only the notorious CGA, Coach Alina in the building, and Coach Adamas is at your service. We are here for a very, very end of... <laughs> All right, somebody says ladies. All right, somebody says ladies. Is that is that um politically incorrect? Is it is it politically incorrect to call people ladies now? Hmm, I don't know, man. What a, what a weird what a weird world we live in. I guess we can't explain what a woman is today. But uh, what, what was I talking about? Them them little sausage toe ladies? You know, them gorditas, they got them little sausage toes. You know what I mean? Each toe look like a little sausage. Look look like one of them uh, cocktail weenies. <laughs> oh, man, it is. Yeah, being the sausage looking toes ass ladies. All right. And they all flat foot. The top of their foot got that fat on the. Shout out to those ladies, man, too. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all, too, man. Hey, not everybody can have control and pretty feet. You know what I mean? It's genetics. <laughs> All right. So what are we doing today? We're talking about a wife who left her husband after 14 years. God dang it. 14 years. She had an affair. She got her cheeks clapped at a work conference. She got went to a work conference. So I could focus on my career. And she had a job. She went to a work conference. Got, got papped out. And now all of a sudden... She got ghosted, and all of a sudden, she had to run back to her. <laughs> she had to run back. She had to run back to her husband. She definitely had to run back to her husband. Hold on. Where's my your husband clip right here? I got too many clips. Yeah, she had to work, and she had to go back to her husband. Sad songing. Hey, um, we're also going to talk about, we got a couple of things here. We're going to clear up some things. We're going to talk about a uh, little blue chip mindset, maybe an hour and a half show. Um, we're going to visit in on what Kamala Harris is doing. I actually always wonder what Kamala Harris is doing. Sometimes she's dancing. Sometimes she's talking about going to the border. Sometimes you never know. I'm, we're going to check in on what Kamala's doing. I'm always interested in what our black queen is doing, our black queen vice president. You know what I mean? I just want to know. I'm just curious a lot of times. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about that, and then we're going to talk about love. We're going to talk about love. And then this damn politician, let's go ahead and scroll the subject matter. This damn politician out here, I've been telling you, Coach Stradamus is on it, man. 
Yes, I know, man. It's a little bit hateful. Uh, you know, it's a little bit, you know, it seems bitter. And some of you people in Topeka, Kansas, you'll never experience some of these things, right? You know, you're in Topeka. You're somewhere in Boise, Idaho, you know, Des Moines, Iowa. You'll never experience some of these things. So you fly over state, former, formerly known as the territories of the Louisiana Purchase, a.k.a. Swampland, the middle of nowhere, um, what I would call the, the land of ham and eggers, or more or less what I would say is this is um, this is the wasteland. Fly over states. <laughs> Fly over states. Uh, the middle of nowhere, you know, Tornado Alley. The the land that the the, the land that the French gave away. <laughs> just the states that you got it out of the mud. Anyway, those states right there. There was another plaque. There was another place. Snow cow land. Snow cow land. Um, anything else? You know, the French didn't even want y'all. Wizard of Oz territory. Yeah, I mean these these places. You know, you really don't count, but you're here. You know, thank you. Ain't that America? You and me. Oh, those people are pissed at me already. Yeah, I know. They're like, you him think him good because him on the West Coast with all that sun, all them are beautiful women out there. And him him think him good because I'm over here with snow cows. <laughs> the swamplands of America. You know what I mean? The places where you can't get direct flights inbound. You know, you got to just be like hop on three planes to get to Des Moines. Can you take a plane ride to Des Moines? Like, say you're in a middle, a major city, you know what I mean? Like, you're in Houston. You got to go to Des Moines. Like, how do you get there? <laughs> you, can li- you can literally be like, I'm going to fly into Topeka, rent a car, drive to Des Moines. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Hey, man, they mad as hell at me, man. They sitting there like, man, who the hell does he think he is? Oh, my God. I know, I know. I kid, I kid. I kid, I kid. I don't know, man. People now them pissed off the rest of the country. <laughs> yeah, big no, Big 12 conference and Big 10. They don't even know if they're Big 10 or Big 12. Like nobody wants them. They're like, are we in the Big 12? Nebraska's like, are we in the Big 12 or the Big 10? You know what I mean? They be tap dancing back and forth. Nebraska's like, we're in Big 10 category, Karen. <laughs> we're Big 10 territory, but we kind of want to be in Big 12. You know what I mean? And you're neither. <laughs> Des Moines Green is in the house. Shout out to you, Des Moines Green. Nebraska can't figure it out. They shuffling back and forth. They'd be like, uh, which conference will you be more successful in? They'd be like, we big time program. We should be in the Pac-12. Mm. Okay, we'll try the Big Ten. We'll be good there. Mm. Okay. Uh, perhaps we'll stay in the Big 12. And they'd be like, I can do some shuffling too. All right. Anyway, uh, shout out to everybody in Nebraska. It's weird. Oh, we're going to talk about kind of Elon Musk as well. Hey, to contribute to the day show, dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. Venmo is uh, Coach Greg Adams TV, uh, Coach Greg Adams TV. And PayPal is PayPal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. All right. And then we also have the notorious CGA channel over there. Over there. What happened to black, uh, our black Italian, Italian Tony? And, oh, hold up. I messed up something. Too many keyboards over here. I got too many keyboards. <laughs> this is actually reprehensible. Hold on for a second. I got to type this in. Give me a second. This is a very unprofessional of me. Too many keyboards, too many mouses. 
Too much damn here. It, this is just reprehensible. All right, hold on for a second. Over here. All right, what is this over here? What type of operation is over here? I've been watching too much casino and all that. Bugsy. Over here. Notorious CGA channels where you um, contribute do a su via Super Chat. And as a matter of fact, let's get into it. Domain Stickum says, this 304s ain't loyal. We're going to talk about the 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 itch, the seven-year itch. Okay, I informed a lot of people they didn't know. 10-year uh, marriages are considered short-term marriages. Anything under 10 years is considered short-term. That means it's kind of like you just worked there. You were a temp. You were a temp. Marriage is forever. I'm tired of these people arguing against me, and they're like, well, we made it 25 years, and we got divorced, and you failed. All right, come on. <laughs> Marriage is forever. The only way you beat my philosophy over here is to have long-term success. I don't want to hear about no short-term. All right, that don't mean shit to me. All right, that's not an argument against what I'm arguing. Everybody has short-term success. You have to be a moron to not have to achieve something short-term. Okay, you got to be an absolute moron. And listen, we're uh, a step above moron, but I don't think we're all morons. Short-term success does not defeat my, my philosophy at all. We need long-term success, and we need the masses to have long-term success. But that being said, the average marriage that ends in divorce lasts less than the definition of a short-term marriage meaning eight years. That is the average marriage that ends in divorce. Average eight years. And that, that's considered short-term. You don't even, even reach long-term. And the average marriage ends 50-plus percent ends before the eight-year mark or before the nine-year mark. Isn't that crazy? And with that being said, what happens when you go further? Well, something like this. Your wife can leave you and then have to uh, get, her, get her panties busted and then come back to you after the do ghosts. Hey, he says, uh, incognito thought leader says he smashed the post wall yesterday and she started crying tears once she understood that I'm not her retirement plan or her savior. Yes. Yes, man. She led with her peace leave and that just got her out of order. Uh, there's a lot of, he says, imbeciles maybe. Yes, we're a bunch of, we're a nation of imbeciles. Yes. Uh, but what happens is, um, Women do think men are out here desperate and then they will give it up and they'll be like, I'll just get them with the penis fly trap real quick. That'll get them. Hey, ladies, where are you? Where are you? Tell tell all these guys, you know, I always use you guys. Tell all these guys how you think dudes that, you know, you do them a favor. I'm doing him a favor. I'm probably the best he's ever had. I'm probably the best woman that he can get right now. And then you put that whip appeal on them. You've got that whip appeal. So whip it on me. Yeah. Whip it on me. Girl. And then guess what? You whip it on him. And he'd be like, oh, uh, yeah, it's time for you to go. You'd be like, what? You'd be like, oh, my God. I can't believe you kicking me to the curb. Nothing pisses a woman off. Then a scrub, not a guy that's lower than the guy that she really wants to aim for. Nothing pisses off a woman than them being used by a nobody dude, a dude that she thought had no other option. <laughs> what? What's wrong with him? I can't believe. I can't believe he would treat me like that. Nothing. Pisses, yeah, she's like, what? This blue collar ass, little ass, shrimp ass, joker, milk dud head ass, this old goofy Goofy ass uh, Uber driver having as no career driven, no ambition. I got make more money than you. I can't believe you're going to treat me like a piece of. Sh yep, you too. 
Yeah, baby. Yeah, that's you. And that's you. All right. Shout out to Simon Small in the building. Thank you, brother, for being here again. Fist bumping me. Yes. Robert Moreno. Shout out to all of my brothers in the building. We in here. Yeah. Albert Wesker says women at work conferences be like the University of Wisconsin's women's volleyball team. And shout out to them. If y'all haven't seen the Wisconsin women's volleyball photos. You know, sometimes, you you know, I'm a cold hearted snake. But, uh, you know, a couple of those pictures I felt bad looking at. I was like, damn, this kind of sucks. You know, they didn't intend for this to be for public consumption. However, it's out here. So <laughs> it's out here, you know, like, guess I'll enjoy. And I enjoyed they had one flag back. I was like, that's right up my alley. It's right up my alley. What uniform number is she? There was like other ones I really was like. Other, see, the thing is, uh, the other ones were kind of like, eh. <laughs> yeah, I went up over there. I was, yeah, he says I got over that quickly. I was like, damn, this is a damn shame that they don't leak these photos out. But however, we're still going to uh, partake in the, <laughs> still going to partake in the, the demonstration here. <laughs> Somebody says they definitely knew these would get leaked. Like, why did they record them? I mean, that is the bizarre situation here. Why would they record stuff like that? Like, I would never. I would never let somebody, Charles D. Curry says, coach with his flatbacks. They had a couple of flatbacks up in there. I was like, yeah. Hey, look, why would they record themselves like that? Like, this to me reeks of intentional. I got you, man. I got you on that one. Shout out to Albert Wesker says, I should, uh, no, sorry, Sparky. Says, Coach, thanks for teaching us how to protect our meat. You sh- absolutely. This is what we do here. We're educational purposes for the people here. <laughs> he says, since I'm here, might as well take a peek. Let's see what this is about. I was like, click, click, right click, save, click, click, right click, save, click, right click, save, click, white. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, and then I was like, the rest of these can go. Screenshot, screen, record, screen. Yeah. No, <laughs> you heard they sold out their next volleyball game. I don't know if you saw that. Look, let me see something right here. This is a this is the show right here. I'm just letting y'all know. Hold on for a second. Um, this after their photos were released. This is a joke, by the way. This what the this what their next home game looked like right here. <laughs> right, their next home game was like, yeah, Sean. We here to support the women's volleyball team in here, son. <laughs> Stadium full of dudes. Stadium full of MGTOWs in there and red pill dudes and, and all kind of pervs and incels around there. Everybody <laughs> full of gumps. They was like, yeah, uh, are y'all playing naked or what? Next game. WNBA's on the line like, <laughs> The WNBA is like, hey, uh, and PUAs, yeah, PUAs. The WNBA is like, bling, bling, bling. is it possible that you could tell us your marketing strategy? We set a record today. Not only did we send or sell a record, not only did we set a record, we set an NCAA record. <laughs> WNBA is like, yo, is this what it took? Perhaps. I'm sorry. This is probably what it takes. Oh, no. Somebody says when I purposely spread misinformation on the Internet. So, by the way, for context, this isn't true. This was earlier in the season, right before the photos leaked. 
So I can only imagine what the arena is going to look like next week. <laughs> there was actually a movie, a Lifetime movie about something like that. Incognito thought, wait, what want to know. No, 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 no. KT the King says, good morning, CGA. When it comes to this political, uh, wait, when it comes to this politician tonight, it is all Jermaine's fault. Where is it at? Where it is? There it is. Wait, that ain't it. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. All right, incognito thought leader, leader says, no dead weight, gents. Stay cash flow positive. We got to stay cash flow positive. Mr. O with the info. Hey, coach. He says, um, it's the Black Pill Apostle in the building. Shout out to you. Thank you for being here. The Black Pill Apostle in the building. Let's see. We'll bless you here. Let me see here. Oh, hold on for a second. I almost deleted you, brother. <laughs> almost deleted you. Brown 310 in the building. Inglewood. What's good? Shout out to Albert Wesker, coach. Waiting on that Britney, Britney Griner leak photo. Ooh, perhaps that, that could get ugly. That could get ugly. If she releases some photos, which she might want to do. She might want to do that. I mean, listen, Brittany might not be a bad deal. You might be able to get some, you know, get your commissary uh, full up in the gulag. Shout out to the number one stunner. What, 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 what? He says, keep Nebraska's name out your mouth, coach. Shout out to you brothers out here. Dude, so Des Moines, Nebraska's pissed off at me today. All right. I can't travel the Midlands at all. <laughs> Shout out to Taskmaster in the building. Is Candace Owens going to let Ye on the show now? I thought maybe they were already on the show. I'm not sure. I don't think Candace Owens wants to get canceled like that. So I don't see her putting Ye on the show. No, 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 no. She rode with him on the White Lives Matter thing, but that about it. She like that. That's where we draw the line. Candace Owens is not going to sell. Yeah. By the way, I actually. Uh, when I was coaching, we played against Baylor. We played against Baylor when I was at San Jose State. Uh, Albert Ingram says, by the way, no, no, he says, I'm not going to lie, coach. It's frustrating trying to talk this RP stuff to your friends and family. They look at me like I'm crazy. Meanwhile, they're the ones struggling in life, and I'm making six figures. And he says, by the way, I'm making six figures because of you. I was flat broken and dead until I read your book and applied it to my life and seen a tremendous change. Can't thank you enough. A shout out to you. Yeah, brother, um, this isn't for normal people. I mean, this isn't for the regular mouth-breathing, oxygen-thieving, knuckle-dragging individual. Most people cannot handle any of this, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them, and I'm going to tell you why they can't handle it. This is always the reason why they can't handle it is because they got to admit that their life is a lie. They got to admit that their life is a lie. Most everything that they've been told has been a lie, and that's a difficult thing to do. It's a very difficult thing to do. And a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll put on the blinders. I don't see it. What are you talking about? Where are you meeting these people, right? And the data is the data. You can't argue the data. Now, you can always say, you can always say exception to the rule, right? You can say, well, listen, in my neighborhood, there's a lot of happily married people. By the way, the suburbs have one of the, I mean, tremendously high divorce rates, especially on the West and the East Coast. Tremendously high. I mean, in the county that I lived in previous to this, Orange County, California, the divorce rate was 70%. This is a so supposedly a conservative. Orange County is the Florida of California. I mean, it's a conservative area in comparison to Los Angeles and San Diego, and it's in the middle of Los Angeles and San Diego. The divorce rate, in, and people think I'm lying. 
But when you have a rich area, you also have bullshit. Like, yes, swingers, affairs, multiple marriages, people marrying for money, people marrying hookers, hookers, gold diggers trying to target older men. The data is the data. I'm going to pop it up on the screen because people think I'm lying. If you got a divorce rate of 70%, I don't care what you say. Oh, you can arrive at why. We can discuss that. We can discuss that. Let me see something here. And I'm going to use here. I'm going to use. Um, well, we'll use a, a lawyer site here that might try to explain it. Oh, by the way, the divorce rate in California as a whole is almost between 70 and 75 percent. See, these are the things people don't want to talk about. Now, uh, an argument might be an argument might be, well, California, that's just one state. Um, it's literally a country on its own. <laughs> California has what? 40 million Americans. There's 365 million Americans. 40 million are in California. The divorce rate is between 70 and 75 percent. Yo. It's not a joke. I'm going to put this up. The data is the data. Okay. The data is the data. I'll put this up for proof because a lot of people don't really think I'm giving you proof. He says, it ain't the data coach. It's Jermaine's fault. I'm going to highlight it right here. Orange County divorce rate. The uh, Orange County divorce rates are some of the highest in the country. Approximately 72% of marriages in the county end in divorce. And if you, if you guys don't know, the divorce lawyer business in California, they are pure piranhas and sharks. I, I happen to get divorced in Orange County. Okay, one of the worst places that they're straight up piranhas. Can you guys see this? Um, You can kind of see it small on my screen. I'll put the link in the box. Approximately 72% of marriage. 72. I don't want to hear about, well, I don't see. And it says right here in the national average is 50. And um, um, just putting that up, what, what I do want to add is a lot of people get it confused because you will get information about 41% divorce rate. Well, the rate is actually 41%. That's kind of what Hafiz was arguing. Oh, it's going down and it's 10% less. And that will be significant if we were talking about a fatal disease. He started bringing in that stuff. And I get what he was talking about. But the reason, Hafiz, the reason why you um you would have it people say no it's actually 41% not 50 is the way you would take data right statistics and the divorce rate is year by year around that 41 42% year by year so one year it's 41 and then the next year like Hafiz was saying it's going down next year and it's going down and it's going down so what they take is what they take is let me see here let me see here. Marriages per year. Per year. I'll, I'll show you. And I'm very honest here. Versus divorces per year. Uh, let's see if I can pop this up here. Uh, little, oh, no, no. That, that's not going to be it. So what they do is they take the marriages in a year. And they take the divorces in that same year. And then they compare it. They give you a ratio. And you'll see some ratio like 5.1 per 1,000, you'll see something like that, and they don't give that a percentage. That percentage of marriages in that year versus divorces in that year, which are not the same people, let's just make this understand, they're not taking the same people and comparing them against each other. They're just taking this year's marriages 
versus this year's divorces, and it will be it will be less divorces and more marriages. Typically, will look like something like this. I'll try to find it. It'll say 1.2 million marriages and 890,000 divorces. And they will then say the divorce rate is 41%. That's how they compare that. So somebody will come here and say, well, the divorce rate is not 50%. 50%. It's a myth. True. When you use that number, when you use that number, yes, it's 41%. But you're not talking about the same people. You're talking about two different people and you're comparing it and giving a ratio. That's not accurate. What they do is if you track marriages and track that couple and said when they got married, when they got divorced, the average is eight years. They only last eight years on the average, that couple. And then so you got the timeline and then you said over a 40 year period, take all the marriages and you throw them in the pot. That way you're tracking the same people. You're not tracking different people. Take them all and throw them in the pot, including first, second and third marriages. The divorce rate is 67%. See how you get the data? Where do you arrive at the 50% number? Well, on a short term, if you look at it short term and you track the same people and you track them when they average the divorce, it's about 50%. It's just about 50%. So you track the same people when they get married in a divorce and then you track them over a short period of time, which would be the average length of a marriage. It's at 50%. So that's why you get all these numbers. With statistics, you can lie with statistics or you can make statistics look what you want. So, yes, a normie is going to use the, the 41% divorce rate. And the next year is going to go down. See, it went down. See, it's going down. And then the next year, see, it's going down. Oh, it went slightly up. That's not how you evaluate. I don't evaluate marriage that way because you're comparing one person and another person, but you're not comparing the same people. Somebody says, either way, 40 yeah, either way you slice it, it don't even matter. Both of them are reprehensible. Both of those numbers are disgusting. So, yeah, you got to look at the longitude, longitudinal study. Yes, year by year, it's going to fluctuate. If you look at it in year one and year 10, yes, it's going to be up and down. But if you look at it from year beginning to year end, you got a very high number. The number is way high. It's higher than 50%. The low rate is faker, fake news. It's it's the re, it, They cheating with statistics. Anyway, I want to catch up with Kamala Harris. She's one of my favorite people to catch up on. Anybody want to catch up with Kamala? Let's see what she's doing. Let's see what Kamala's doing, girl. Hey, man, check in. Check in, Kamala. Uh, let's see what you're talking about today. Your leadership, Mayor. Thank you for the warm welcome. So... Here's the thing, who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? Just, there's something about the, and, and most of us, many of us went to school on the yellow school bus, right? And it's part of, it's part of our, our experience growing up. It's part of, a, you know, a nostalgia and a memory of your leadership mayor. Thank you for the warm welcome. So. Here's the thing, who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? Just, there's something about the, and, and most of us, many of us went to school on the yellow school bus, right? And it's part of, it's part of our, our experience growing up. It's part of, a, you know, a nostalgia and a memory of. Oh my 
God. <laughs> well, Kamala seems to be doing well. She seems to have some work to do here. She's talking about the magic yellow school bus, perhaps. She was on the short school bus. I don't know. We're talking about the yellow school buses. The economy's crashing around us. Thank you. Thank you, Kamala. I appreciate you for checking in. I appreciate that. We needed to know about the yellow school bus. I appreciate that. Man, Kamala, you're doing a big, man. Hey, um, just wrapping up the blue chip mindset, we were talking about collectibles and, and things like that, alternative pieces where men put their money just not in just to the market just not in the market uh if you weren't in the market for a rolex in the last two or three years you saw the prices increase significantly and people were starting to take their money or extra money in their investments and they would buy rolexes and at that point they would buy them what, what they would call pre-owned where they might have worn them once or it was owned they opened the box and now it's a certified pre-owned watch you got to be careful with those because those sometimes can be often um, often a, a far fraudulent, but uh, Rolexes were about, especially a Rolex, um, a Rolex, uh, 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 entries level Rolex. For some reason, it slipped in my mind. <laughs> okay, I hate when names slip my mind. But uh, a Submariner. All right. So anyway, a Submariner. So you wanted a Submariner. You're going to look at eighteen thousand, and this is a plain Jane. This isn't a bust down. You're talking about eighteen thousand to maybe twenty thousand. And many of these plain Jane Submariners were probably about um, 20. You could probably get them from 23 and uh, 23 and above. And if you went to a Rolex dealer, you might not be able to find a Submariner, probably around 2021 and going into 2022. You could not even get one from a Rolex dealer. You would walk into a store and you would say it, they'd have the sign, the green sign with the crown. And you would say, I want a Rolex. They don't have one. <laughs> they would not have one. You would have to go through an authorized dealer, a dealer. They, they, now it gets tricky because they might be selling you some fagazis. But um, then they would say we have a bunch of pre-owned and they would have a cabinet full of pre-owns. And even those were significantly high. And what people would do to sock away their money is they would buy five or six, maybe seven or eight Rolexes. And they would keep them because the value were, were kept very high. Well, last week in the previous month, Rolex's prices dropped significantly during this point right there because the market got flooded as the prices dropped. So this was another indicator right here of this market where it's getting weird. Gold prices plummeted in the last six months or so. Even Rolex um has dropped in value and people were starting to flood the market with these pre-owns and it's going to make it complicated if you're in a market for a Rolex because it's going to be hard you know they were coming in fast and furious and if you were willing to buy one it was out of control so I would believe a Submariner at this point would be around 15 to 16 thousand dollars as opposed to 18 to 20 thousand dollars right but this was one of the this is one of the things that men or people did investors did to put their money in tangibles was to buy Rolexes, used cars, and that type of thing, collectibles. And as you can see, look at what's happening here. Um, I don't think he says more targets to get robbed. Yeah. Oh, I mean, listen, if you in if you in there and you know the market's flooded for the Rolexes at stores and you know you're not going to get arrested, yeah. Uh, I'm sure if you're criminal-minded, yes, you could go up in there. <laughs> you could go up in there and, uh, you know, find you a, a dealer. And go, you know, knock it off. I'm not suggesting that's what you do, but it is what it is. Let's talk about this real quick. Um, this is an article in the LA Times. I think that came out today. 
says right here they made good money but left Los Angeles because it didn't go far enough. Are they uh, gone for good? This is a couple, uh, Ham and Egger couple right here. Uh, they done moved to St. Louis, and uh, this is a couple. A lot of people are doing this. If you can, if you live in Los Angeles, if you live in Los Angeles, you know the feeling. They made $150,000 a year combined. Uh, this is the argument. This is the argument I've been making. If you live on these coasts, Los Angeles, New York, Miami, if you live in these coasts, and you make $100,000 household income, you broke. <laughs> you you tight. And so I knew this. I've known this, known this for a long time. I've lived 30 years, 30 years in Southern California in all the counties. Um, well, just the counties on the coast. And you get the feeling, man, you get you make a lot of money. You you can make six figures in Los Angeles and it'd be tighter than a mother sucker. Um, and, and not only is it tight, you still can't. You know what I mean? Like you still got to go to work next week, tomorrow, next month. And you don't feel like you're getting ahead. So I've been telling people this and people are like, oh, that's not so. And I live in Midland, Texas, and I live like a king. 100K is going to be. In, in major markets and what we call metropolises over here in metropolises, a hundred K ain't going to cut it. Not going to cut it in, in five years, in five years time today, you could be, be good. And you could be a single male and you can have a low foot, uh, low uh, footprint or low, a low uh, fingerprint in your society. You can chill, keep it good. It just depends on where you are. It just depends. It's not always again, exception to the rule proves the rule. If there's an exception and you say, well, I'm doing it, it doesn't mean that it's not happening, right? 150 combined, they struggling. <laughs> they was like, uh, guess what? Damn, why is that so loud? I actually actually adjusted the volume. I don't know why that's so loud. So strange times we are in, ladies and gentlemen. That's more blue chip mindset for you for the evening. Let me check on what's going on here. Where are we at? Where are we at? <laughs> Albert Wesker wants Brittany Griner league photos. Okay. Chief John Hack says, I told a woman just the other day, I wish I had her superpower. She asked, what is that? I said, the ability to rewrite your past and believe it. Damn. That is tough. That is tough. Rewrite your past and believe it. Yep. Oh, my past doesn't matter or, you know. They don't really tell you those things. And um, you know, people don't really know. Women want men with the future. Women want men with the future. It's okay. But you know what? Men want women without a past. And it's okay that we, we should be able to explain that thoroughly. And women know this instinctively. This is why they lie about their past. But we don't have we can't lie about our past and nor do they care about our past in many instances. They care about our future. So, yeah, man, what a world. Uh, Schedule P says, let's just say it's more than the 10 fingers. Woof. Let's just say it's more than the 10 fingers. Robert Moreno Donovan showed a clip today when Hafiz told you to be quiet and that you'll have your turn to talk. Hafiz was insecure around you. CGA weird. Weird, weird, weird. Uh, but yeah, I think um, I I told I told I don't know if I shared this. I think I did share it in the long stream. There was a point where, probably thirty minutes, maybe forty minutes into the show, um, you know, there was a point. I think um, Adam and the OnlyFans people they were talking. 
So the camera wasn't on us. And Hafiz kind of was, you know, he was he was ruffled. His collar was ruffled and all of that. And he was catching his breath after he just went on a long ass tirade. And he kind of looked over at me like this. He kind of looked over at me just a little bit. And I looked over at him with a smile like this. And I went. I did like that. I gave him the. I'm in control. Wink. All right. Now, I wasn't winking at him. Pause. But I gave them, I was like, I gave them the, I'm, I'm in control here. I was like, <laughs> right doing the show. I wish the camera was on it. And I was like, yeah, you ain't got this. And he knew it. I, he knew it the way he kind of looked at me. He didn't like look directly at me. He was just kind of like, he kind of just looked over at me. And he was sitting there with his elbows on the chair. And I was like. Yeah, man. I was like, we in control, brother. I was like, we in control. New, 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 new world order. If you find it on the video, it might be on there. I don't know. But I was like, man, you ain't got this. You ain't you ain't on this level. And I think he kind of knew it. He knew this was not going well. But not everybody can debate CGA. You know what I mean? He said, yeah, he was sweating. His white collar was all. He had that ring around the collar. He was gone, man. But <laughs> shout out to him. If anybody does want to debate me, you know, you better come at it not attacking me. You know what I mean? Don't try to attack my points as if I'm crazy. Don't do it. What you need to do is actually have a sit down interview and try to really understand what I'm doing. And again, do not try to bust my balls. Don't try to bust my balls, Pauls, because my my philosophy is well ingrained. I know it like the back of my hand. I know it like the back of my hand. I know the data. I know the imp and if you use any, if you use any anecdotal, you lost. If you use any emotional, please, you lost. If you try to bust my balls and trip me up, you lost. You change the subject matter and the shit we wasn't talking about, you lost. Okay. Oh man, let's follow up on Kanye West. Yeah, you use God. Yeah, you reach for God. He was like, I gotta go to God. I got to pull out the God card. Now, if you're a black person, they can't use the black card against you. Because if I was white, they would have used the black card. He would have used this black card. Well, you don't understand. <laughs> but then they like, yo, he was like, whip out the God card. He was like, we're going to take God out. And then they tried to make that an emotional plea. Well, it's God and God and God. I was like, yo, you really lost. Because if I then say, well, I don't believe in God. Well, that's why. That's that's exactly why. Well, that's not why. That's not why we're talking about the marriage and divorce system. <laughs> how did that. How, how do we talk about divorce system? 50, 60, 70 percent divorces. And now you're going to throw it out on the God card. Oh, that's a disqualifier. There we go. We got him. We got him. Shut up. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, you pull the God card out. You lost. You officially lose the conversation, but it is what it is. Let's follow up on Kanye West. This is um an internet. This is a video floating around the internet. This is a video flowing around the internet. Let's see if I can pull this up. Okay. And this is allegedly, now I don't know, you can believe this or not. This is allegedly a woman claiming she's a part of the what the, what they would believe to be the chosen faith, the chosen ones. That's an argument in and of itself. But she's gonna describe. How, how you get excommunicated, how you get canceled in their faith, in their faith, a race or faith. I don't know. Every now and then they want to hop back and forth. 
We're going to look at this. She claims to be of the chosen faith. Uh, there she is right there. Let's go ahead and pop this up. You'll be interested. We're just using this to follow up on the conversation. Let me know if you can't hear this playing it. I debated if I should make this video or not, and I am going to catch some flack for it. Um, but I decided that I had to come out. So I do not listen to Kanye West. I have never heard a Kanye song. I used to pronounce his name Kane because I'm a little dyslexic and that's how I read it. But I was part of the Jewish assembly to decide if we should cancel him or not. Um, by now, you all know what we decided to do. What? Wait a minute. Hold up. New, 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 new world order. Oh, by the way, her she's using the filter on her face. So if you guys want to know, she probably has more freckles than she's revealing on her on her face right there. So she has a filter and uh, she has dark patches under her eyes. I think it's also the filters interfering with that. But um, yeah, her eyes do look a little crazy. But this woman's trying to insinuate that she has knowledge and she's delivering this knowledge. And there's some another person confirmed it down below. So let's go ahead and play. Let's go ahead and play what she's talking about here. But um, I thought it could be helpful to tell you a little bit about the process, because I don't think a lot of people realize that this is actually um, a lottery process or um, almost like a draft. Um, there's a lot of, of Jews in the world and we're very, very democratic people. So um, we do it by lottery. If your number gets called, you sit on that deliberation. So uh, what she's reporting is about a seek. Oh, I got to hold on. Her claws are closed. Hold on. Let's pause her right. Um, what she's talking about is a secret, secret meeting in order to tell them how to operate and function going ahead. And if there are certain people in certain places, yeah, they're going to use that to say, hey, do we agree to do this? And I guess what comes in results of this, what they call the deliberation. Um, then everyone follows suit. Hmm? Now, this is again, this is a, this is what she's claiming here. She's claiming this. I'm not claiming that this is real. She's claiming this. And she's putting this on the internet. Let's continue. Liberation for um, Shia LaBeouf or Chrissy Teigen. Those were big um, and um, being discussed in Jewish circles when those um, deliberations were happening. My dad actually sat on the deliberation for Marilyn Manson. Um, at that time, that was the closest that I had ever been to that power pinnacle um, that is the cornerstone of uh, Judaism. Now, Allegedly, this is alleged. But it's interesting when you put it in the context, if it is false information, this is what's being disseminated, not on behalf of black people. It's being disseminated on behalf of a whites or whoever's creating the fake inf information. Let's continue. Now, there's some things that I'm not allowed to talk about. I am not allowed to disclose the criteria that we use to, de to determine if someone should be canceled or not. Um, um, we're not allowed to talk about uh, deliberations that um, that took place when someone was decided um, that they didn't need to be canceled. So the general public would not know that um, those deliberations even um, took place. I can tell you that if um, if someone is proposed to be uncanceled, the same group of Jews will come back and sit on that um, second. Wow, this is interesting. I've got a question. I got a question. How would they like? Is this in one city? Do y'all get on the airplane and meet in Topeka, Kansas? This is what I would want to know. Um, and if this is false information, you would have to have somebody come out and say this is false. Continue. 
deliberation. Um, if a voting member is not able to be there for the second one, they always um, put the name of their closest living uh, relative as long as they haven't left the Jewish faith. Um, I know that it is probably strange for the general public. Um, it's probably very strange for people, non-Jews, um, people in public life to think that, you know, a, a group of people are meeting in secret to decide their fate. But okay. <laughs> this is looks like it's posted on TikTok. I would like to get the original video. I would like to get the original video. So in this situation here, there's people here. I would like to find where the original video is. Somebody actually clipped this. And this would be an interesting conversation to have. I, got, I think what people want to know is if this would be real or is this something that she's making up? Why would she make it up? Why would she make it up? Continue. But I just want to give you a little comfort that. Um, oh, and if it's false, are people going to come out and say it's false? That's what the point was. Um, we take these deliberations very seriously. It's actually part of early Jewish education. Um, my son is just four. And last week at Hebrew school, he had his first mock cancel deliberation. And the whole class um, deliberated and they voted to not cancel his classmate. Um, so please take a little comfort in knowing that by the time a Jew is actually sitting in we, one of these assemblies, deciding whether to cancel someone or not, they have often 20 years um, of, of training behind them to make the right decision. Oh man, boy, she look a little weird, man. Hey, check this out. I do have her on the line. I do actually have her on the line. Uh, she did call. She wanted to confirm what she talked about here. So uh, without further ado, uh, Miss Hungry Eyes, did you want to tell us, give us an update on your status and uh, what other information you want to present on this one? Uh, let's go ahead and see what she's talking about. Oh. Oh. This. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it uh, sounds like she didn't make it very far past the video. And I think she might have got picked up. Yeah. Um, is there anybody else on the line? We do have someone else on the line. Anyone else in the building that want to confirm what has happened to her since she's released this video? Confirmed. Yes, I see. Um, yeah, either. Yeah, even if you playing, you know what I mean? They going to pick your ass up. Even if you playing. But let's just say she was of the faith they still was going to pick her ass up, all right? They still picked her ass up, and it didn't work out. So, listen, not everybody, not everybody is going to. I'm sure it's Jermaine's fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. I think they had a meeting on her ass, and they did a straw vote on her ass, and they cut her ass up out of there. Wow. Man, it's a tough world out here. You can't be revealing secrets. That van, that van pulled up on that ass. And she was not able to join the show. But do me a favor. Hit the like button in the building. Yeah, they hit that ass. They was like, yeah, man. Yeah, man. That was like, you got stuff. Shout out to Edward M says, truth be told, I think that Hafiz was the one that was ambushed. And he did it to himself. Wow. Mm. I never heard that take before. Let's get to the Super Chats. Perhaps. Perhaps that he could have been the one ambushed. I don't know. Hmm. Shout out to Boob. He says she's speaking German. I can't even. Germentria. There's that word again, Boob. I got to look it up again. 
because I oh I remember mathematics yes the practice of assigning a numerical value to the name word phrases according to an alphabetical alphanumeric cipher yeah she's she stepped into the cipher yeah okay yeah we were talking about that yeah I remember that I remember you hit us with that boy that's complicated uh do are there people that believe in you know I'm not very steeped in knowledge in that area just to let y'all know, like when we talk about math and the mathematics and science and anybody, anybody follow that stuff. I don't follow it too much. You know, and I don't have any knowledge or theories related to it. I don't have any of that. Let's see here on the PayPal. Uh, nobody. It's all good. Let's go to the next subject matter. Congressional. A Manhattan congressional candidate publishes a prawn video and posts it on the Internet to promote. Other things, legalizing SEX work and the likes. Guys, this is what we've been talking about. Again, CGA, chalk another one up for CGA himself. Okay, now this isn't a mainstream um, politician. Here it is right here. Your proof is in the pudding. This is a city and state of New York publication online, the 2022 general election. I've been telling you that SEX work, Pron, I've been telling you that Instagram, is now competing with TikTok and OnlyFans. They put that subscriber badge on Instagram, and now you're seeing more and more, um, more and more sexual imagery. This isn't an accident, and I've been proving that this is where we're going. We're not going. People always want to prove me wrong and say, "Well, we're going. We're not going that, and not all." And no, we're going this way. Manhattan congressional candidate publishes a prom video to highlight his XEX positive platform. His name is Mike. Itkiss, and he's running against Representative Jerry Nadler and wants to legalize SEX work. Okay. CGA right on the money again. Let's go ahead and give me a victory lap real quick. Let's give me a victory lap. Where'd it go? Play it. So it ends up, it ends up being uh, what we are going for, guys. It's not going back to tradition. We're going further and further away from God. If you want to put God on people, stop putting on people who are actually just out here to inform. Try to get these people like like he pulled the God card on me and not an OnlyFans model. Think of how crazy that is. Think of how sick we are as a society. And you want what you want me to get people to be married and just not talk about this? Wow. Says right here. She he says right here in a in a grunt for attention, third party congressional candidate Mike Itkis has released the XEX tape to highlight his sex positive campaign platform. The 53-year-old Army Cyber Operations Officer is bound to lose to uh Representative Jerry Nadler in the Manhattan 12th. Congressional district, but he posted the 13 minute video to a popular online prom site of having him having SEX with a prom performer. And she goes by Nicole Sage if anyone wants to research this as a quote conversation piece. And he told City and State, quote, if I would just talk, if I would just talk about it, it wouldn't demonstrate my commitment to the issue. And the fact that I actually did it was a huge learning experience and it actually influenced items on my platform his issue includes legalizing sex work and making sexual rights explicit 
quote, it do not rely on privacy or freedom of speech rights. His campaign sites reads where sexual po wait, sex positively is one of just three campaign issues, which are all thin on details. <laughs> it says it is whose bio indicates himself as not married, no kids, not celibate and atheist also seems to take aim at child support payments. Okay, brothers. So he's on your side writing that men should not be required to support biological children without prior agreement. Uh-oh, there's your paradox right here. Seems like he's working on behalf of men, right? So he got y'all by the hook. He got y'all by the balls. It says right here, it says the video, Bucketless Bonanza in 2021 was his first time having relations on camera and insisted he is not an exhibitionist. It's very, I'm very much an introvert. The very liberal registrated Democrat says, Democrat, it's kind, I'm kind of a nerd and who doesn't like to be the center of attention if I can avoid it. But I thought the issues that I'm trying to address are so important. I wanted to have my issues talked about in some way. Okay. Let me see here. And by the way, um, Manhattan has already pretty much said that, that they will not criminalize SEX work. We talked about this in explicit detail. I'm also going to attach age of consent to this and also attaching, um, you know, uh, Johns and women being able to sell themselves in the rainbow community and so forth and so on. That was in 2020. Manhattan had decided that they're not going to prosecute probably more or less the women or the, the men working on the streets, not necessarily the Johns. I'm sure that they would probably get around to prosecuting them at some point. But they've actually turned their head against this. Not only are Manhattan doing this, we have New York. I'm sorry, we have Los Angeles, San Francisco, and the likes are probably going to do that. You're not going to hear of many things. So we're going that way in society, as you see. How long until the pros are legal, uh, Coach Stradamus? Um, As far as I'm concerned, as far as they can push the reigning, reigning rainbow agenda. Right. The economy is going to get worse and more people are going to have to turn to that. And they're just, I think they're going to turn a blind eye in terms of being fully legal. Um, Probably in 10 years, 10 years, I'll give it 10 years now and before it's nationwide legal. Now. People think you're not old enough to remember this. There was a time. That two things in my life were illegal that I never thought would be legal. If you're old enough to remember this, you know this. In my time, I grew up as an adult. And there were two things legalized in my adulthood that I never thought would be legal. And they're fully legal. Number one, weed. As a young adult, I never thought in the history of the world that weed would ever be legal. And it didn't take very long. 10, 12 years into my adulthood, legal. Number two, gambling. Gambling. Did you know the only place you could legally gamble that had a that you were on land where you had two feet on land was Las Vegas, then New Jersey, then many boat casinos, right? But those were not on land. You actually had to leave, you actually had to leave you know, soil and get on a, um, get on one of those river boats. Now gambling is yeah. Oklahoma. Well, now you have the Indian casinos, right? You have the Indian casinos nationwide. And that was some, you know, you could call it a reparations, but it's not really done right. There's still a lot of poverty on 
on reservations and only a select few of people actually are able to benefit from those uh, what they would call Indian casinos back in the day. Right. So with that being said, now nationwide, you can gamble. Guys, so when you think about something like prostitution, it'll never be nationwide legal. In, in our time, in our time, we've seen marijuana legalized and gambling legalize, legalized, and those were almost impossible to be legal. You would be like, nah, that ain't never going to be legal, and we're here. So I want to put you in perspective, put those things in perspective, okay? <laughs> it will be legal. Yep, it will be fully legal. It's not, okay, let me just say, it ain't going to be illegal forever. Nope. It's just not our, it's not the way society's going. And with that being said, you're also going to have normies participate in it and float back and forth between marriage and, and sex work and all of that stuff. Think about it. Think about it. You have wives that are doing it online, which is illicit, it's illicit sex work. And they float back and forth between being a wife and a mom. And then they're doing the sex work on the side in public view. Everybody's like, eh. Prostitution is definitely next on that list in this in America. And if you, you know, I would love a debate against that. <laughs> he says, I can wait 10 years. Oh, absolutely. Oh, somebody said gay marriage too. Yeah, gay marriage. Um, yeah, I, I will put that on the list of I didn't think would never happen, but I never really thought about it long enough. But yeah, that was the that was the thing that did become legal, but I never really thought about like that'll never be legalized but i guess when you think about it if you came from a religious background you throw that on the pot too that could be the third thing you'd be like i never thought i would see the day and here we are somebody says am i for it or against it i'm more for it than against it i'm more for it than against it i mean we've already just we've jumped the shark i don't see how we could stop it now with that being said are we going to go back to a civilized society at that point nope no, you're going to complicate everything. I think, um, you know, once you do that, it's Pandora's box is open. It's open. And somebody thought talked about alcohol, and you're absolutely right. We tried to prohibit alcohol via a, um, and that was one of the first kind of things that feminism got on the board, and that was prior to the right to vote, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Prior to them having a right to vote was one of the things that, the early feminists tried to push through was the prohibition of alcohol. It wasn't just them, but they were, that was one of the women's movement items um, in early 1900s feminism. And that was an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> that, that alone was disastrous. All right. That, that was not successful, but the reason why they did it, was because they did it because, you know, they were concerned about their husbands beating them, alcoholism and so forth and so on. The government's got a hold of this type of movement. It was a movement of about 20 years, roughly, if you do your research. OK, it was a movement of like, man, these dudes are alcohol is a problem in our society. It's leading to this. It's leading to that. It's leading to this. We need to prohibit it. We need to prohibit it. OK, and then it got so far in the great movement that they actually made a um amendment to say they're going to prohibit alcohol sales now we all know how that turned out it only made organized crime and 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 people become very very wealthy it made gangsters wealthy it made us basically god's away on business uh, god's away for business it made the criminals thieves and lawyers very rich 
and it allowed uh, certain immigrants to become very wealthy and prominent members in our society. So much so that uh, uh, an admitted an admitted moonshiner had his sons running for political office. Hold on for a second. New, 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 new world order. And this is recent history, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't the past. I know you guys think we're talking about some old shit that happened 400 years ago. This is recent history to the point that many people probably are still connected to this. Las Vegas. Las Vegas became Las Vegas due to the prohibition of alcohol. I mean, you could probably draw a line there. I know there's somebody going to say, well, historically not. You could draw a line there. There's no Las Vegas without prohibition. There's no Las Vegas without prohibition, period. Okay, there's nothing. That, that it doesn't get that far. Yes, there was a Las Vegas, meaning there was a cow town where you could hook your horse up to a trough and have that horse out there eating hay and drinking water in the desert. And yes, you could go gamble somewhere, but there's no Las Vegas without that. Prohibition led to people becoming very prominent, and these weren't whatever it is, corporate suits. These were gangsters, essentially. And these people got people into political uh, they had political influence in many jurisdictions. Okay. And then you look at sports. Jesus. I mean, you don't want to open that. You don't want to open that sore. You don't want to open that scab. This is recent history. And uh, as, as far as we know, they don't have any influence in this anymore. <laughs> hmm. So again, if, if we look at these ideas of us trying to prohibit things, Sometimes it doesn't work out good. Prohibition of alcohol led to a whole bunch of things that we still live today. People are still alive today. Uh, people are still in government offices, um, governor's mansions, um, um, uh, presidential offices as a result. This is all alleged, by the way. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is all alleged. This is all alleged. Uh, I don't know any of this to be true. I'm just assuming. I'm just assuming. Anyway, let's get to the next part of the show here. Uh, we talked about this. I don't want no problems here in Las Vegas. I don't know any of that to be true. I I just based that off of what I saw on the television. <laughs> Uh, anyway, right here, here it is right here. We talked about the stages of relationship, how love lasts. When we're going to get into the story about the mom, a mom of two and the wife that got clapped out at a work convention and then she got ghosted. We talked about this yesterday. How long does love last? Well, according to the scientists, the euphoric stage of love lasts six months to 24, uh, six months to 24 months. When you compare this to the marriage wheel, it actually is compares very well to the marriage wheel. Stage two is the early attachment stage, which would be 12 months to five years. In my marriage will, I put this at the two years to seven year mark, I believe. Yeah, the two year to seven mark, two to seven, they say one to five. And so this is the investment stage. Stage number three is the crisis stage. They say at year five to seven, I said, I said five to 12. Yes, there's overlap. But the crisis stage, and I'll, I'll read it for you. This I call it this, the bait and switch stage. So the crisis stage is often the make or break point for relationships. What often is this, what happens at this stage is crucial to what comes next. 
Brown refers this to as to this as the seven year or the five year itch. Now, let me just say this again. If you are getting information about someone who disagrees what I'm talking about and they've never been in any of these stages, they can never say, yep, I was in a long term relationship. I was in a marriage. I was in an engagement and I fought through this crisis stage. They're giving you no solid information. I've been saying this and saying this and saying this. It is very important that you understand that a person has to have experienced this to be able to give you counsel. This is not a diss. This is not discrediting people. But it's important that if they're giving you information on how to conduct a marriage, a long-term relationship, how to make uh, dynamics between men and women work, but they've never experienced this, this is problematic. It's problematic because they're telling you uh, answers. They're giving you answers to something that they've never experienced. That's problematic. So let's go ahead and pop this up again. The crisis stage. What happens during the crisis stage? Almost every relationship will have a drift apart phase. Almost every relationship will have a drift apart phase. You're going to be confronted with this, whether you ran game on her, whether you hold masculine frame on her, whether you intimidated her, whether you abused her or whatever. If a person's never been here, they can't give you accurate information. It says almost every relationship has a drift apart phase. Either you will keep drifting or you will come back together. You need a crisis to get through and to be able to talk through it together. You've both grown and you both changed. For some couples, having children will either solidify the relationship or cause enough stress to make the relationship fall apart. And yes, at that point, game over. Most relationships, it says right here, it says the this this phase is from year five to seven, the five year itch. All right, it's five to seven year itch. This is when most marriages go kaput. The average marriage that ends in divorce is at year eight, and this is why almost every relationship will have this phase especially when you've invested, especially when there's children, especially when there's property. Then you get to this point and the bullshit starts happening. Then the last phase, the, the deep attachment phase, which is they defined as calm. You reach a calming point. This is normally when you become an empty nester. You battle through all the bullshit. You stayed with the marriage, even though that there was an affair. You guys finally start achieving together financially. Um, you start to sock away money and you go, shit, you sit on your porch in Savannah, Georgia, drinking sweet tea and lemonade. And you're going, thank God. And you laugh. You laugh about all the foolish shit you used to argue about. Maybe sometimes you at each other's neck still. And you laugh about how impoverished you were bringing up your kids. And you go, wow. And you figure out how to escape your wife in the honey-do list. Or you just give up on life, right? And you be like, I'll do whatever she says. Anyway, that's still a sense of calm. You both are too old to be fooling around out here. And you realize that. And you guys go, both go to happy hour. And you just drink yourself to happy hour and go pass out by 6 p.m. Yes, and then you die. Yes, and then you die. All you're doing is getting prepared for death. <laughs> so I you know a lot of people in the calm sense of the relationships listen most people don't get to this calm most people don't get here 
they sabotage it at what they call the crisis stage. I call it the bait and switch stage. It's sabotage. Um, so let's go ahead and tell the story here. And everything I'm saying gets backed up. I show you the data, the proof. I don't get in here. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, mine didn't have. All right, here we go right here. This is an example of what we're talking about. Look at this brother. He got his teeth. He got his teeth fixed. Shout out to that brother. Says mom of two. So obviously we're talking about Australia or the United Kingdom. Leaves her husband of 14 years for a stranger. She was convinced was her soulmate after one magical night at a conference only to be ghosted by him. Her name is Amanda. Let me get, let's get to the story down here. I hate when they have all these bullet points. It says right here, an Australian mother of two. Doesn't matter. Um, when you talk about people are like, well, it's in Australia. Listen, that's Western civilization. It's, it's direct. We're direct descendants. I mean, our country is. How we run our country is direct descendant from the United Kingdom. All right. But almost down to the, <laughs> the last drop. So Australia, United Kingdom, Western Europe, Canada, United States, all right? All the same boat. All in the same freaking boat, all right? Stop trying. <laughs> Y'all all the same kind of thing, and we were formulated kind of, kind of from the same people. Australia is the West. This is the Western ideology. As a matter of fact, they're more progressively left-leaning or progressively liberal, and the bullshit flies way high in Australia. All right? <laughs> Tyrone is international. Uh, yeah, they're neutered like they are in Canada. An Australian mother of two has spoken about meeting her soulmate while on a work trip with her husband. Damn, he was on a trip and the decision that saw her walk away from her marriage only to get rejected. Amanda, Amanda, yeah, Amanda Trentfield, who lives in Sydney, was looking to reconnect with her husband after 14 years together, which led her to tag along to his three day work conference in Margaret River, Western Australia. Shout out to everybody in Western Australia. I might have a baby out there. <laughs> Allegedly. He might be playing basketball right now. He might be college age back in this day. Uh, but um, what's the name of the city? I messed around with some Australian girl um, in the city of Cambria. So if there's some half-breed Cambrian athletic milk judded head basketball player in Cambria, Australia. I think it's called Canberra. Yeah. If anybody's in Canberra right now, they're going to be, dude, I shouldn't even say this. I shouldn't even say this. There's going to be ninjas in Canberra talking about I'm their long lost. They're my long lost son, but I definitely smashed this blonde, blue head, blue eyed chick in Canberra. And she hit me up. She hit me up on email. She was like, um, we have a problem here, Houston. <laughs> she was I was like, what? Then I got connect with her again. She was like, oh, I take got it taken care of. He going to be like, I'm Pepe. no, that's what I'm going to be like. Look, I'm, Pepe. I'm not giving y'all the year. So if y'all people show up and y'all ain't the right age, I ain't the pappy. I'm Pepe. Nah. Anyway, that's the coach olden age. I'm not giving y'all today. Yeah, Coach Junior gonna show up. There's gonna be somebody in on the internet. Hold on for a second. I gotta go fuller screen. Somebody gonna be a do uh, a half breed in Canberra. It's gonna be on YouTube. Hi everybody, mate. 
How are you doing, mate? I'm Coach Junior. Coach's long lost son. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, if somebody does that shit, you know that they're going to have to be half black, half white. That's what they're going to have to be. They can't be fully black because this was definitely a pale white girl. <laughs> oh, it's Patty Mills. Oh, shout out to Patty Mills. Is he from Canberra? Canberra? Patty Mills crossing people over. I found you, Daddy. I found you. I'm a peppy. <laughs> All right. Anyway, goodness. If he's the right age, I'm going to be like, oh, shit. All right, DNA tests. We running DNA tests on all of y'all. Let's go back. But at dinner on the very first night, Amanda locked eyes with Jason, a.k.a. Tyrone, and felt an inst instant spark of chemistry far stronger than anything she had felt before. Okay? Anything that she had felt before. Again, your wife. There's your wife right there. You marry a plain Jane. And... Uh, guys, I've had experience with this as well. Uh, they're going to say, I finally met my soulmate, but she's married. They're going to wrestle with this. A month later, she left her husband and haven't spoken to Jason since the event in pursuit of her soulmate, only to discover he didn't want a relationship with her. Very common with wives. Very common with wives. But Jason just wanted to hit them guts. Wives don't understand that. The one thing wives don't understand is, um, they think they're going to hop in from one marriage and hop into another marriage. They're, they're disillusioned of how dating works because they don't remember before they married their husband, they dated 100 frogs. They kissed 100 frogs. None of them turned into a prince. They finally kissed their husband. He turned into a prince. But then when they get disillusioned in their marriage in this phase that they call the crisis phase, what happens is they think, oh, I'm going to just find another husband. I'm not going to date frogs anymore. I'm going to just jump from the marriage into the another marriage in a relationship. And they get disillusioned. What happens is they don't realize the pump and dump is in full effect. And he got them guts and then he kicked her to the curb because that's what happens. That's the reality of dating. In her memoir, she wrote a book. <laughs> somebody says those guts. Yep. Somebody skeeted in them guts. Dudes that hit married chicks, skeet in married chicks guts like that. Let me see. In her memoir, aptly named When a Soulmate Says No, boy, she really got hurt. She really bitter and hurt. Amanda describes meeting her match, the connection she felt to him, and what happened after she left, after she was left high and dry without any man at all. Hold up. You weren't left high and dry. You left your husband. Says right here, after having a free-flowing conversation over dinner with Jason, on that first night, Amanda returned to the couple's hotel only to find her mystery soulmate offering her and her husband a drink. It happened to be my favorite rosé. And during the course of that evening, we uh, just stayed talking. There was a depth of connection that I hadn't felt before, Amanda told Mia Friedman on the No Filter podcast. The following morning, Amanda rang Jason's room to ask if he would like to have a conversation about their feelings, to which he obliged. Okay. Do you want to talk this up? I'm feeling some kind of way. I'm feeling some kind of way. All right. She left her, her, her panties were a little bit. She had to tamp them panties, right? The panties was a little wet. And then he was like, this is easy. This is easy. This is an easy layup. 
they, he says they went on a bush walk when her husband or while her husband was at the conference. Damn. Cold blooded, bro. Yo, this is cold blooded. So for men who are getting married, who want to get married, this stuff happens to your wife. This stuff happens to your wife many, many times, bro. She bushwalk. Yeah, bushwalk. So you're doing your job. Yes, you probably fool around on your wife, too. There's women. Men fool around on their wives. Yes. But you're here. You bring your wife and you bring your wife. Um, Traveling kind of opens up. It loosens the inhibitions of women. When they're away from home, their inhibitions lower. Um, And just because they were at a hotel and even as the husband was present, didn't stop her from fornicating. So they go on a walk. She's having feelings. She's not in her normal environment. She's feeling some sort of way, some sort of chemistry, soulmate, only because she's not at home and she doesn't have society looking at her and judging her. Your wife is going to do shit like this. And when you call it out, she's going to call you controlling and insecure. Trust me. She's going to call it controlling it. What are you doing with this guy? I'm at work and you're going on a walk with some stranger. What is it? If you catch her red handed, she's going to call you controlling and insecure. It's just a friend. It's just Jason. I introduced him to you. I'm not that type of woman. I would never cheat on you like that. Knowing full and well, she wanted to give Jason the guts. Oh, man, this is bad. But trust me, this is very, very common. I opened the conversation with the I felt strange and very connected to you last night. And he said he felt the same way. He just like, yeah, 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 bitch. Yeah, yeah. You felt the something way about me. I felt the same way about you. Yes. Oh, you were aroused by me. I was aroused by you, too. She's basically just leading him in, giving him all. You know, all the choosing signals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bitch. I liked you, too. Yeah, baby. I thought you were sexy, too. Yeah, I wanted to get I wanted you to fuck me right there on the couch while my husband was there. Yes. When he went to the bathroom, I wanted to jump your bones. Yeah, yeah. Me, too. Me, too. <laughs> yeah 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 he just agreeing to her shit yeah i want to hit it yep yep i want to wet my whistle yep just give it up yeah says right here they shared a few kisses during the course of that moment i'm oh, sorry that morning before parting ways unsure of it or when uh they would see each other again there she is right there there's your there's your weather beaten wife right there cheating on you there's your look at. I mean, she got the red. She got the red. She got this area here where it's all orange and flush right here. And you take off that. You take off that shirt. <laughs> you take off that shirt right here, bro. And they got all that orange. It's all orange. And Arizona and Nevada is all orange right here. Hold on. Let me show y'all what I'm talking about. Right here. You know, white women be right here. Old white women. It be just orange and weather beaten right here. And the other places is just red. It just looked like a. It just looked like a um a big ass bar, a butter ballpark Frank. It looked like a ballpark Frank that be spinning in Seven Eleven on that thing right there. Yeah, they be all weathered because that's the only area that gets sun exposure. Everything else is covered. They'll open that. They'll, as you can see, look at the blouse. Look at the blouse. That's the only area getting sun exposure, heat. And so they'll get really red and flared up over time. And then it'd just be looking permanently patched right there. Looking like an Oscar Mayer. <laughs> and it'd be all ronkled. 
it's all ronkled up and <laughs> people are like you cold. I'm not lying. It's right there. There's the proof right there. And she was a Kate. Well, she wasn't a Kaylee at one particular point. But somebody hitting that dude, this is an easy hit. Dude, the dude's like, I'm going to just go on and get this nut real quick. Yeah, it's kind of half white, half pale, half. You can't even tell what her complexion is. All right, let's continue here. <laughs> Amanda describes that more. Wait, 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 hold on for a second. It says right here. Oh, they shared a few caramel kisses. You, you send my way. All right, they got a couple of caramel kisses in. You notice a brother hit this, by the way. You know a brother hit this shit. <laughs> Hold on for a second. All right, it says right here they got a couple of caramel kisses. Amanda describes that morning as having changed the course of her freaking life, but not in the way she expected. Changed her life. She's married. A few weeks later, she told her husband that their marriage was over before reaching out to Jason to see if he would like to reconnect. Mm. Wait a minute. Did they kiss or did they bone? I, you know they boned. She's leaving that out. It took her. She gave up her whole marriage for this dude. Give her the buzzer. That's your old wives out here, guys. That's your wives. A few weeks later, okay, she, she says she told her husband, she says, I'm out of here. After initially see, agreeing to see her, Jason emailed her the following morning to say he felt it was best that they didn't see each other or stay in touch. <laughs> wow. He was like, uh, on second thought, Get daddy. I'm out of here. On second thought, I don't think there's much of a connection. I got them guts. I think we're good here. Let's see what happened after that. <laughs> Goodness. He cold on these women out here, but this is normally how it works. He got them guts. She emailed him. He was like, wait a minute. Who are you? <laughs> Post nut clarity hit for real. A few weeks later, she told her husband, wait a minute for a second right now. I got all of that. He says, there she is right there. Dude, these wives will divorce you, run out there and think they got Chad, and then they'll come crawling back. He was there in those moments and felt the connection like I did. No, he did not. He felt the kisses like I did. This is this romantic bullshit. But he decided to say no and move forward with his life without looking back, she said. Amanda's decision sparked a viral discussion on Twitter amongst among uh, commenters who were shocked the way and by the way she blew up her life with one writing quote never in my life have i encountered someone romantically uh, uh romanticizing a one-night stand that quote didn't even happen that's what she said she got her feet out but mm. one commented quote she was convinced that she had a connection but i see no evidence that they did she just projected onto a random dude because she was unhappy hold up i'm not happy <laughs> here it is god boy this is my proof i mean i keep finding these proofs and proofs she was unhappy in her marriage she was lonely and then i'm not happy <laughs> hey don't you feel connected yeah 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 don't you want to kiss yeah 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 don't you want to fornicate yeah 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 clap them cheeks out <laughs> says right here which we've all been there uh-oh but we don't uproot our lives for it 
We've all been there. A third says, yeah, the I ditched my husband's uh, and kids of 14 years to live my life with you after meeting you once because you were my soulmate might be might have been coming on a bit strong. No wonder he said, um, no. A commenter argued Amanda's children may need therapy after reading her book when they get older writing. I want to read the point of view of the two young children when they grow up. Another commenter says the uh, therapist. So why are you here today? Kids slam this book on the table. <laughs> they slammed this book on the table. My mama screwed up everything. However, others defended Amanda's decision to leave her marriage. Quote, I don't really find this embarrassing. She obviously hated her life and the emotional zing of a crush was all she needed to end it all. Another said, this seems normal and fine. It's got to be a woman. Maybe I'm missing something. Like, I get that it's embarrassing to fall into uh, limerence and get rejected, but is it worse than staying in an unhappy marriage? I'm not happy. <laughs> Guys, um, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I always put my cases up here. Of course, it's a case of one, but these cases are all too similar, and you will find people supporting this idea. Here's another example of what I show you the evolution of a relationship normally turns out to be. This is normal. And then people have to battle this. You don't hear this part. No one shares this part. No one says, let me tell you what happened in my marriage while they're married. They battle through it. They go to counseling. They get their kids therapy. She goes to therapy. She reaches out. She's going, she's wrestling through life. Then they stay together if they do stay together. And then they go about their business. They never mention it to anyone else. And you say, boy, you look like a happy couple. Then you wonder why their kids all messed up. Then you wonder why they kind of weird. This is the marriage wheel. And like they said, we've all been there. Let me show you an example right here of the marriage wheel. This is how it works. Now, unfortunately, for men, you lose a hell of a lot if your wife goes through this. If she meets her boyfriend at work and they're fooling around, you lose everything. You're going to lose your split com uh, community property. You're going to lose on alimony. You're going to lose with lawyer fees. You're going to lose with child support. Those are the four calculations that you lose on. You're going to lose because she felt a certain type of way. Now, let's just say you do it because there's women like uh, men do this too. He does have to consider if he's going to lose his wife, his community property, legal fees to leave his wife. He still have to go through that loss to disengage and go with another woman. Not only that, he loses socially and whatnot. So it's not like he can just leave her high and dry and start a new family. He's still going to lose when he does something like this. And oftentimes, he will come to his senses, literally, and he'll say, I don't want to lose that money. I'm going to stick by you. Rarely does he go with the mistress. Every now and then, he does if he can afford it. But most of the time, he'll look at it. And he stays not because he loves his wife. He's going to go, I don't want to get screwed. I would love to stay with my young mistress. But it's not wise financially. It's not wise financially. Um, oh, there was something else that I was going to share related to this. But um, it slips my mind. Slips. Oh, that's what I was going to share. This right here. Uh, let's see here. This is the comparison that, that we talk about, and I did a whole series on this. Oh, I don't know if I can show these pictures. They're very racy for YouTube here. Let me see if I can show the pictures. 
Um, I'll pop one of these photos up here. Okay. Anybody remember this series right here? All right. This is the, this is basically what this series is. Sex over life. Time to choose. Okay. This series is very popular on Netflix. If you didn't see it, I did a review of it. Donovan Sharp did a review of it. Quite a few commenters or commentators did a review of this series. This series is exactly what marriages go through for men. And this is exactly what she portrayed. What happened in this series, and if you find, if you happen to find, and I want you to do this, happen to find some commentary, meaning a message board, where women are discussing this, okay? Which you should know if you want to get married. Go to a message board that, that the women are discussing this series. You're going to get a red pill. You're going to get your first red pill. If you're a blue pill or a purple pill, <clears throat> lead attorney, shout out to lead. If you're a purple pill, go watch this series and then go to the comment section and go to the message boards. It's going to be like what happened with 50 Shades of Grey. You're going to go, what in the is going on? The premise of the show is this woman has choices in life. She's going to choose sex or is she going to choose life? Is she going to choose the marriage that's giving her everything that she thought she wanted? Meaning a loyal man, a man that is about his business, the two kids, the white picket fence, the SUV, the suburban lifestyle, but he's not arousing in a bit. Or is she going to go back to Chad? Is she going to go back to the party life? Is she going to say, I missed out on my younger years? I had an opportunity to go back to Chad. First of all, watch the series. Then Go to the message boards. If you're thinking about getting married, if you're thinking about getting married, don't listen to me. Go watch that and look at the message boards and it's all, and then decide. <laughs> okay. Don't decide based on me. I just give you the information. And then go to your PUA coach, go to your dating coach, go to your relationship coach and go to everybody, the hope strategists and all of these people. When they're telling you this is a normal stage of marriage, boy, that's going to give you a red pill. Shout out to everybody. We're almost going to close this out. So let me get in here. Shout out to JC. What does JC say? Uh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? My man said my favorite African hit that 50 shades of orange. Yes, he did. All right. I often wonder why I heard somebody say this to, to one time. They called black people colored. But, but white people be colored all the time. They be different colors every time you see them. Like sometimes they be white when it's cold. Sometimes they be pink when it's hot. Sometimes they be green when they in the sea. Sometimes they're gray or blue when they're sick. <laughs> they be purple when they get hit. Bruising. They turn more colors than anybody. Why be the color ones? I don't know. That was Muhammad Ali, right? I think Muhammad Ali, I was going to say it was somebody from the nation. Red when they angry, like y'all be turning colors. Orange when y'all tan. <laughs> Somebody said green. Like, well, why we why we colored? Can we just make the y'all the colored people? We come in like we do come in a lot of colors. It had to be somebody from the nation. Oh, it was in the Tuskegee Airmen. So people have heard this. Everybody's giving it to everybody credit. Paul Mooney. <laughs> All right, but I think that's great. I think, yeah, red lobster, if they get fall asleep outside in the sun, they got all the colors. 
we just black, brown. <laughs> yeah, orange man. Donald Trump is orange. I mean, I'll be having all the colors. <laughs> Truth be told, Edward M says. Truth be told. Oh, no, no, no. I got that one already. Let's get over here. Let's get over here, Cash App. We are hour and a half. Shout out to Hans. Thank you for the consistent listening pleasure, Coach. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for that support. That's very generous. Generous super chat. I keep hitting all these mouses, man. Soon my prawn collection is going to come up. All right, there it is. I knew I, I knew something happened. I need to put that mouse over there. All right, uh, let's see here. That's Albert Ingram over there. On, he's the last one on Venmo. Appreciate you, Albert. Kalen, we got two brothers on Venmo. All right, shout out to the brothers, man. Shout out to Kalen. He says women will never learn that uh, when they cheat on their husbands, the man they cheat with will never take them. She just got her used up for 15 minutes, and women who cheat deserve nothing, and it's on the husband to make sure of that by filing for divorce divorce first. I'm not going to give too many details, but I've experienced something like this where there was another guy, there was somebody at work and giving attention, and then that loyalty gets divided and she's getting feelings for this person. And if you're in the crisis stage of your marriage, which they say all marriages go through the crisis stage, there's none that are absent of this. If they're abs- if they're saying they're absent of this, this is denial. You're in the stage where your kids are young and you're not really how you were before the kids and it's tough. And yes, it's, it's a crisis stage. If there's another bull in the ring, she's going to have trouble because the new person, the new Chad, is going to be fun and exciting. She's going to anticipate seeing this new person at her job or whatever the relationship is. She's like, I can't wait to go to work again. She might even go to a job that is not even economically worth it, but it's fulfilling for her because she's getting attention at the new job. And you'd be like, why don't you get a new job? It's not. And she's like, no, I want to keep this one. Why? The new person's there. The new bull ring in the ring is there. And what's going to happen is going to start pulling from your marriage if you're in that crisis stage. And uh, what's going to happen is, though, they're, where they're going to make a mistake is they're going to blow up their marriage and they think they got a safe landing spot with the new Chad. But the new Chad is just taking the easy layup. It's easy attention. It's easy peace leave. And if she leaves Chad, I'm sorry, if she leaves the marriage and she goes to Chad and say, hey, I'm all yours. He's going to be like, uh, I actually don't really want a relationship right now. He's going to be like, uh, I mean, you left your husband? Like, damn, like, are you serious about mm. I had a friend that went through this. They both were college athletes. She played volleyball. He played basketball. They both were good college athletes. They were like the perfect couple of college athletes, like the perfect two stud athletes on campus. Well, they got married. He was a star basketball player. She was the star volleyball player. They got married young, had kids young, and they got to the crisis stage of their marriage, and she started to go play out in rec league volleyball. I told this story before. She started playing rec league volleyball, sex life. 
She started getting attention from other men. Oh, you have four kids. You have three kids. You don't even look like it. Oh, you so wonderful. You great. Oh, I would do this. And I hope your husband's treating you well. Oh, if you was my wife, I would do this. Well, she got disillusioned and she left her husband. And she went out to be in these streets. In these streets. And then what happened was she got pumped and dumped a couple of times. She got pumped and dumped. She realized, oh, snap. Like, I thought I had another landing spot. I thought I had a better deal. He, The guy gassed my head up. He said he was going to do all of this. She got pumped and dumped a couple times, and then she went right back to the husband. She went right back. Now, there was a time he did take her back. I don't know. I think then he there was a time I think he went all the way in. He was like, I'm not. I think he just stayed separate from her or divorced her. I don't remember that part, but I know that there was a period that they got back together and I contacted him. I was like, what happened? And he basically said she got disillusioned out there. She thought she was going to get uh, a level up. She thought she was going to get a better deal because people gassed her head up. But what wives don't get, wives don't get is that you don't get a, you're not hopping from marriage to a relationship in the marriage. What you're going to do is hop in to pump and dump, and then you're going to end up on Tinder, and then you're going to end up disillusioned and pump and dump. You're going to go back to your husband. He's going to say, he's going to say, kick, he's going to kick you to the curb. How dare you? And then you're going to be out here floundering. In the middle of all that, your kids are going to be jacked up. In the middle of all of that, you've ruined your kids. Your kids are going to be confused and what happened. Your your husband is not going to be able to tell your kids your wife is a whore skeezer. What you want to tell your kids is your wife was out there. Uh, your mom was out there, bro. She actually tried to level up and that shit didn't work. She got pumped and up and skeeted on and she crawling back. That's what you want to tell your kids. <laughs> She was out there skeezing and got caught out there naked. Caught out there with her cookie monster booty sagging out there. And guess what? Now she crawling back to daddy. That's what you want to say. But you can't say it, so you got to save face. And then you're going through the separation and the divorce. And I'm going to tell you another thing that happens. Because that happens, if you just say, for instance, let's just say your wife does that. And you go, okay, all right. You're going to go out there. Fine. You end up breaking up with her. You'll separate. You'll go get your own apartment. You'll be like, okay, cool. You can do what I want to do. Just don't mess with my kids and go live your life. Bitch. You know what I mean? You'd be like, go live your life. What will happen is she'll go and get a relationship with that dude. And she won't bother your ass. She ain't going to bother you. She ain't going to mention child support. She ain't going to mention shit. She ain't even going to push through the divorce. She's not even going to push it through. She's just going to be sitting there chilling. Why? Because she got the guy. She jumped into the relationship and the dude is like, okay, I'm in this awkward situation. Then guess what's going to happen? Guess what's going to happen? He's going to dump her and she's going to be left out there swinging. When they break up, she's going to come back with a vengeance on you. First of all, she's going to crawl back and you're going to be like, oh, hell no, we good. And she's going to then ruin you. Because she left out there swinging. Guys, that happens so many times. Then she ruins you. Then she drags you through divorce court. And then you be sitting there like, everybody's like, damn, what did you do to her? Like, I didn't do nothing. We broke up and it was good. And it's an example of what happened in my marriage. That was it, what happened. I was like, okay, good. It's just my get out of jail free card. And 
we were like, you're good. I'm good. Yeah, we broke up amicably. This is what people don't realize. People think you got hurt by your divorce. I didn't. When we broke up, we both broke up and it was like, you want to break? Yeah, I want to break. up. You want to be free? I want to be free. And it was like, yeah, let's be free. We basically separated for six months. <laughs> and it was like, cool. Then all of a sudden I got a call from the child support office. I was like, child support like i see my kids all the time i lived in the car then i eventually moved into the studio apartment and i thought everything was good then child support is calling me i i confronted her. i'm like did you have child support call me she was like yes i gotta look out for myself i was like what <laughs> so i want people to understand that in my story it's not a part of the story i share because that's a personal part right that's a personal very personal part but people think that i became me because of a, the split in the marriage. And that's not true. It was actually amicable. We walked away and it was good. We saw each other. Hey, how's it going? And everybody was living the fucking good life for about six months. And then <laughs> he broke up or he, it didn't go the way she wanted. And it was like, holy shit. So, um, 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 and by the way, that I don't think that I've always had these beliefs about marriages. That's why I can explain them. And my marriage was only confirmation of what I believed. Right. I was kind of like, it was a risk. I was like, let me see if I want to do, let me just, I rolled the dice and then I got conf confirmation. So I've always felt this way about marriage being unfair. It wasn't an epiphany. Everybody knows my red pill experience was not my marriage. The courts was a red pill, but it was the dating in the modern dating millennials and Gen Z is what got me in the red pill. That's what made me find all of this stuff. It wasn't the marriage. It wasn't the divorce. It wasn't any of those things. So uh, that's a common misconception. They're like, you're just bitter because the marriage. It's not. The only thing that I was bitter about was the legal system. <laughs> then I was like, yo, what are we doing? That was, yes, that was bitter because bitter means you were treated unjustly. But it wasn't that I had our marriage wasn't like really that bad. It wasn't like fireworks and it wasn't like all this sexless stuff that I discussed. I I I had periods of no sex, but it wasn't sexless. You know, I don't have I didn't have some of the things that I share with you about marriage because I don't always speak just from my point of view on marriage. I speak from everybody's point of view. So if I take a topic about marriage, it doesn't mean it happened to me. And that's what makes my it. it that's what makes my philosophy almost undefeated. When people think that I'm talking about me, I'm talking about what everybody experiences generally. So then it makes it more authentic. I'm not just saying I, 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 I. I'm saying this, 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 this. Experience in general as a general rule, and then I can speak for other people. You see what I'm talking about? I don't know, man. People don't get that part. People don't get that. <laughs> you know, but everybody has those, uh, everybody has these situations, right? So anyway, enough about all that. Enough about all of that. In the situation, if you cheat on your wife, you're going to get penalized. If she cheats on you, you're going to get penalized. And in the middle of all of that, your kids are going to get wrecked and ruined. Period. Period, point blank. Shout out to the coach gang. Let me make sure I got everybody. Oh, I probably got some super chats. Nope, I don't got no super chats. And it's time for me to go. There might be some junior college debaucherous activity going on out here. 
All right. Shout out to you. JC says, appreciate you sharing with us, coach. Not easy to share a personal side, but we appreciate you doing this. He says, you're saving a lot of us. And I know I do because when I share a part of the story, automatically somebody on the other side of the screen is going, damn, that happened to me too. Okay. That happened to me too. And it happens to all of us. Unfortunately, we have some sort of variation of these things. And it's important that men have an avenue to share these things without people saying you hate women. I love women, but I love them in small increments. You know what I mean? Too many now and laters to give you a cavity. Too much time with women will give you a headache. I am of the impression that I like them in small doses, preferably of the flat backed or the foldable kind and the young kind at this particular point in my life. All right. Or the nasty kind. <laughs> Uh, Jorge Zapata, last one, evening coffee, CGA. Do you do yourself a favor and avoid your future kids' psychological trauma? 304s move on and don't care about anyone else, including their own kids. They'll end up hating you, and kids will suffer for the rest of their lives. And the biggest penalty in a split family is that um, your kids are going to get harmed more than you will. Oh, yeah, you're going to be a future therapy bill. They're going to be a future therapy bill. Or they're going to have some problems, which you're going to have to try to figure out and support with your kids. Shout out to the coach game. Appreciate y'all for being here. Thanks for the support. Let's get out of here and leave y'all with somebody. Oh, let's leave you with your boy, your gump, future fiance. Peace. Who has made you cry the most? Who has the nicest body? Who is the funniest? Who does your mom like the most? Who has cheated on you? <laughs> Who was the biggest liar? <laughs> <laughs> Who was the best kisser? <laughs> Who do you think loved you the most?